First eye. Never been cut this soon. But I can't do it alone. Boy with a headband, Deanna. podcast that gives advice, detail, and guidance to people that are trying to make it in the entertainment business while we're making it at the same time because we are all in it together. Woo! (laughs) And uh, today's podcast, we are going to be looking about uh, the difference between agents and managers and and casting directors and what that means and advice about that stuff. We have two great guest hosts today. Uh, We have Alexander Stein. Hello. Hi there. Yeah. He's a SAG actra. Uh, he's a SAG after member. Uh, he's also been on Orange Is the New Black Affairs. Uh, turns wash turns. I'm saying it wrong. Turn Washington Spies. That was on AMC. Oh, cool. the last season and uh, Mindhunter. It's another good one. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we have. Yelan Gooding. Good. <laughs> She's also, uh, you were in this great uh, movie called The Only Women in the World, which is has my friend Anthony yeah. Grasso in it. He's yeah. also a headshot artist, too, that mm-hmm. does my headshots, too, so if you guys are interested. Also, uh, Blake Moore, which is cool, and did yeah. a promo, promo for Samantha Bee. Yeah, most recently a promo for Samantha Bee Project. Ooh, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Anyways, how's everyone doing today? Doing well. Good, good, good. good to be here. My yes. voice is a little raspy, so it's, I sound kind of like, but it's fine. Mysterious. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sexy. Oh, yeah, it's got that good rasp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Phoebe got sick on Friends. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't, so today's episode is about agents, casting directors, and, uh, um, what is it, and managers? Because mm-hmm. I, for the longest time, I didn't even know the difference between agents and managers, and which, and then pay rates, like how much do you pay them and stuff like yep. that. Yep. Um, I definitely wanted you on, Alex, because you used to work for an agency. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about sure. that? Sure. Yeah, I, I worked for uh, a boutique talent agency here in New York City for about six and a half years, the last year of which I was actually like running the joint. Uh, but for like five and a half years, I was an assistant. Um, and it was really interesting because like, being an assistant to an agent and also being an actor is fine. Like, you can do that. Like, and nobody bats an eye at it. They're like, okay, cool, you know, like... And it was really good good because you got sort of the best of both worlds. Like, I could help my friends get in the door and things like that. And everyone... And my agent slash my boss slash my, like, surrogate New York mom and, like, one of my best friends, um, you know, she uh, she's an older woman uh, and she passed away. She's 81 years old and after that happened... Like, uh, since she was the only agent there and she owned the place. So really it came down to, uh, well, how do we keep this place open? Uh, there were two assistants and like the, the ownership of the agency went to her son and daughter and they're like, we don't work in the entertainment industry. We don't know heads from tails here. You guys do though. Do you think you could help us keep this business open? Because it's been open for 30 years and we're like, so long as we can keep doing what we do, then like, cause I'm an actor and she's a singer and she's incredible. Um, her name's Yvette Rivera. If you're ever looking for like just amazing music, like check her out. She's so good. Um, anyways, we said if we can keep pursuing what we pursue, then we'd be happy to keep this place going. So that's fine for her. Not so cool for me because being an actor and an agent is uh, right. 
you're not supposed it's to. It's a do conflict that. of interest, right? It is. It is a conflict of interest. Yeah, and that was something that I was in denial about for a really long time because I was like, no, it's not a conflict of interest for me, which it wasn't. But the fact of the matter is, is that the perception of it is that while we don't know that Alex isn't like leaving out actors that he represents that are the same type as him uh, to boost his chances of getting that awesome appointment for that job. And when I did book something, people were like, oh, he got it because, you know, he's got like the inside scoop or his foot in the door or somebody's ear or something like that. So I understand that. Um, and it sets a dangerous sort of precedent to like have an actor be an agent as well. Because there are people that will go out and like abuse that uh, that sort of authority, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's sort of like the the long and short of why I don't work in <laughs> as an as right. an agent. So you left it. You left. Yeah, it. yeah. It sort of came down to a point where it's like you have to make a decision. Like, am I going to be an agent? Am I going to be an actor? And I had just gotten back from Philadelphia working with David Fincher for two days. I'm like, I got to keep doing this, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, maybe that was a stupid decision, you know, but you got to follow your heart and your passion. But, you know, I, I do miss it, and I miss my people, like, so much. Because, like, I don't talk to, like, my old Are you represented by them, though? Still represented by them, yeah. Okay. I might be the only actor in New York who's represented by an agent he trained. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, well, can we, can we just uh, tackle onto this? Because you, sure. you work for the boutique agency. Uh -huh. So, for uh, an actor starting out looking for an agent, um, from your perspective, were you seeing um, or getting to getting clients via classes, via uh, submissions, via referrals? Right. What's the best way for an actor who has no representation to kind of reach right. out and try to touch an agent and make make some sort of relationship with one? Well, sure, you don't want to touch them unless well, they that, like. Say yes. Yeah. So there's all sorts of different things that go into that, and that's like there's no like one cut and dry way to get an agent the best way is in my personal opinion is a referral from a client that already works with that agent um, and that is like in good standing with them and has a good like relationship with that agent because not all clients and agents have like great relationships mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you have a good relationship with your agent or you know somebody who does and you've worked with this person before your friends uh, but beyond that they can feel comfortable that you're going to represent them well if mm -hmm. they get you an appointment that's really the best way to get in there. Then again, they might not need your type. You know, right now, it's a big push for diversity in the entertainment industry. And so, yeah, which is fantastic, you know. And, like, I'm a, you know, a white dude, so, like, my, my privilege is thoroughly checked, and it's about friggin' time, right? Mm -hmm. um, I call it the Hamilton effect. People are like, oh, shit, we can make money off of, like, a diverse yeah. cast. Yeah. And yeah. everybody wants to jump on that bandwagon, and it's about fucking time. I can curse on this podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't have any sponsors yet. So. <laughs> Sorry, ZipRecruiter. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then. What, what do you think is, do you think that, that having an agent right out of the gate is important? Because I feel like a lot of the people that are coming to the city that are new, that don't have a lot of credits, yeah. they're out there and just trying so hard to get an agent instead of trying to build up their credits. But that's what all the yeah. books say. Like, if you read a book, it's like, get an agent, move to New York. And I don't think that's Yeah, necessary. but I don't think that that's yeah. how it works yeah. either. Because I don't know if an agent's going to want to take a chance on somebody that doesn't have the credits. It's interesting because, like I was saying... The, People have a roster, and a roster is like a puzzle, and the puzzle has pieces, and the clients are t essentially the pieces. So if you are missing a piece of that puzzle, you might take a chance on somebody who doesn't have as many uh, uh, as many credits. Uh, 
Because but, they're so unique. Uh, yeah. Very unique, yeah. You know, like, we would always look at people that, like, spoke multiple languages or had right. interesting skills or played musical instruments and things like that. So that's a, a nice point there. So when you are submitting your stuff, make sure you highlight mo- your skills as well. Oh, like, yeah, is- 100%. You know, like, and for me, a lot of the time when I would... We used to get, like, blind submissions from people, and I don't know if people still mail things in, but it was actually, like, a lot of fun, like, opening. I do. I'm from the <laughs> ancient okay. I think it should have a resurgence, you know? Sure. Well, it was also, nostalgic. like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, buy packs of cards, and I would, like, open them up and be like, ooh, look what I got. So it kind of felt like that, yeah. but with, like, headshots. Right. I'd be like, oh, look at this, you know? Um, but it, it's interesting calling people in off of, like, a blind submission, like, one, I'm, I was picky because, like, being an actor, I really didn't feel as comfortable calling in people that I didn't know mm-hmm. because I hadn't had a chance to work with them yet. Because I would only... Because they were representing you, because when you go to the casting director. That, too, but I'm just saying, like, working with somebody... I did... A, I've done a ton of off-off-off-Broadway theater. Off-off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, indie stuff, short films, things that have never seen the light of day, but I meet all these amazing, fantastic actors doing it, and I see that they are driven, they're talented, they're focused, they're a pleasure to work with, they're on time. They're on time. On time is a big thing. And, uh, yeah, and so, the like, to me, those people are the ones that really deserve a shot. Like, if I go to see somebody in a show and they put up this really great, like, showcase show, it's harder for me to say, I want to meet that person, bring them in and represent them, because I don't know what their work ethic is like, mm-hmm. and I don't know what their personality is like. They could be a real jerk, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? They, they could be a real diva or whatever, and, like, we don't need that stress mm-hmm. in our life. You know, so that's why I was, like, a little picky when I would bring people yeah. in. But, again, uh, it's a lot of it's timing and luck. You know, you need to sort of hit it when somebody needs that type that you fit. You need to have a really good understanding of where you do fit, because if you if, you know if you're like a sixty year old dude and you come and you're like yeah I could have George Clooney's career it's like dude you don't understand who you are like yeah if you think you're George Clooney <laughs> you know like so you need to have that and uh, yeah just if you have a friend that that so real quick you, can we break this down because sure. I feel like this is what this podcast is about the difference between an agent a manager and casting and a casting director because like those those three once you know the difference it's very different but if you don't know they get blurred. Very right, together. Right. So um, I would say an agent is someone who represents you. It could be exclusively or non-exclusively. Um, so if you're signed with them, that means you only are represented by them. And if you're freelancing, that means you can kind of, you know, date around and date with other people and other agencies. Um, and also how how you get paid is differently, too. So if when an agent gets you that job, then... Um, then that then you get paid through them. But if you get it by yourself, you get paid. That's freelancing, but signed. You have to pay them even if you get the job. Yeah, right. you have to pay them. Now, a manager is someone that's very similar to an agent, but they're supposed to be more personable. So they're supposed to, well, like, give you coaching. Well, from what I understand, they, they manage and, your career. Yeah. That's the thing. They manage you and your, your brand, you as a person, um, a little bit more than an agent would. Yeah. And managers and agents are free until you get work. So... It's now so agents are ten percent and managers since they're supposed to be doing more because they manage your career is supposed to be twenty percent. Is that still the same? Fifteen. Fifteen. My my manager does a fifteen percent commission. Uh, Some do ten, some do twenty, some and a lot of them have in their contracts that yes, you do have to pay them commission on everything you book, Mm -hmm. even Uh if they weren't involved in it. The 
the key difference that was set up, it was there was like this big old thing back in 2002 about this exact thing, the difference between an agent and manager because the lines were getting so blurred and they are still blurred. Yeah, because I, yeah, I agree. Get I feel here. like sometimes like a manager that's supposed to be close, like yeah. knit with you, is like acting like an agent where they just my have a huge roster. Acting, that's what mine is. Mine acts as my agent and she gets 10%. And mm-hmm. it is where if I were to get something without her, I still now, have to. Do all managers have access to the breakdowns or See, some this, do not? That's, that's the blurred where, yeah. This is where it gets really kind of weird, right? Because back in this in 2002, there was this whole thing about what is uh, an agent and a manager, what are the differences. So they defined an agent as somebody who is able to procure work for you. So they are essentially an employment agency. They cannot create or produce work for you. The bigger agencies, you're talking about like William Morris or CAA, these guys package entire deals. So in a fashion, they are actually producing projects because they're taking all of their clients who are going to say, I've got the writer for you, I've got the director for you, I've got the DP, I've got the lead. So essentially that is producing, but they're calling it packaging, right? So that's sort of a little workaround for those big houses that have like across the board representation. The that was supposed to be the main difference with a manager is that they can actually produce work for you. That's their main role. They can procure work for you in a fashion, but it wasn't supposed to be in the same way that a, an agent does, say, submitting you to casting directors mm-hmm. and things like that. Maybe it would be through a one-on-one with a producer or a director or a writer, and in that fashion you could get a job. So that was supposed to be the key difference. Now, a lot of managers and agents, they work hand-in-hand, hand, uh, and they work really well together. Others, well, <laughs> heads, and they don't like right. each other. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, because the people are on that, that hunt for credit. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, it was me who did it. It's like, and, and I always say to people, like, listen, just let's, let's relax and calm down. This is a team. We all did it together, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you... Let's all be happy. If only and, more people and, could do And that. share the wealth. Yeah, exactly. But everybody wants to be like, oh, well, that was me. Okay, then now understanding the, the main difference between the two, mm-hmm. do you feel that one is more important to have than the other? Not necessarily. Um, Does it matter where you are in your career or? Uh, it's, it's interesting. Well, it's, it depends on the agent, the manager, the client, mm-hmm. it, everything, you know, because I know people that have just managers and they're crushing it. I know people who have just agents and they're crushing it. I know people who have both and aren't getting anything, right. you know, or have one or the other and getting anything. It's just, it's so fickle, you know, this, this industry is based on the whims of people you don't know a lot of the time. So it's, it's hard to say, you right. know, I think if you have a good relationship with people that represent you, like, why not have more people on your side and in your right. court? Yeah. That's how I sort of well, I, I've always just felt like what really matters is, yeah, having somebody that, is on your side, but mainly somebody that can get you in the room because that is where I find that in my career, that's the hardest part. It's my, my job. Once I am in the room, it is my job to nail that audition and to get the part. But it's just simply getting somebody that can get me in the correct room. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, those, that's why for me having a manager right now and having my manager work more as an agent, she's the one that's just simply even getting me into these auditions. That's why I feel like having a manager and agent that believes in you is always kind of good. And then that's why I feel like people get frustrated a lot is because it's like, you're supposed to be constantly working on your career and it's you just don't stop working on getting a job just because you now have an agent. And, right. and vice versa, the agent has to be trying to 
to, mm -hmm. to get you work just as much and believing you and not forget about you. So it's like, I feel like people get very frustrated yeah. very quickly and like to point the finger, you know? Absolutely. I'm constantly contacting my manager and letting her know what casting directors I'm getting in front of, what I'm actively doing. Oh, I just updated this on my website. Oh, I, I'm doing these new headshots. I want her to shoes. know. I'm not a goody <laughs> two shoes. <laughs> no, I just want her to know that I'm things. here. I am putting in yeah. my part of the work. I understand that I actually, when I do book something, I'm the one that actually makes the majority of the money, not you. You yeah. only get a percentage. So I need to put in the work as well. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like you have to constantly actively and be you, showing you're working. You also have to have a relationship where you can talk with your agent or manager in how you see, will see yourself yeah. re realistically. Because sometimes I know managers will tend to like put you out for jobs that, yeah, maybe you're you, you're not right for yeah for some reason or don't feel comfortable even auditioning for mm -hmm. you know? yeah the, the, that's the also an interesting thing like i remember when i would get an audition for somebody also there's before we move on from that the distinction between like roster sizes and submission sizes differing between a, a manager and an agent agents typically represent a whole lot more people than managers do mm -hmm. so you say like my manager gets me in the door a lot more often than my agent does and that might simply come down to submission size because uh, a casting director might be scrolling through a submission sent in through breakdown services and they're like oh my god this agent just sent me like a hundred people for this one part this manager sent me five that's way more manageable. I'm going to go look at those five people before I go look at those hundred and try to, like, pick somebody out of this sort of, like... Well, working match. in an agency, how do you decide, like, w if the breakdown calls for a certain type and you have a bunch of people, how do you decide which people to send from the agency? Well, sure. I mean, uh, it depends on the part, obviously, the size of it. So if you have, like, a bigger role... You might want to submit somebody that you know has a resume that sort of backs that up okay. and also like a reel and people know because they, the odds of them bringing in somebody that they don't know that they haven't seen for that part are a lot slimmer. So you might like submit a few and then throw in like one or two like newbie or, you know, somebody who's a little bit more green, mm -hmm. right? And I understand how that could be like, oh, come on, I'm not getting submitted for mm -hmm. that badass part that, you know, it's like, well... Listen, it's like get some co-stars under your mm -hmm. belt first, you know, and then there's like the sort of opposite of it where there are people that are like, I've done like five co-stars. I don't want to be submitted for those anymore. I want to do guest star only. It's like, why would you say no to work? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say no, but real quick, the, uh, because we've used it a bunch of times, breakdowns, what those exactly are. So basically, uh, the difference between like theater and, and film and television, what I've with the rules and unions is that uh, theater auditions are more open to the public. You can actually figure them out and get them in their, their post in the newspaper and depending on your union status you can actually go and get the audition. Film and television is a lot different uh, to where you have to actually be invited in on these calls. So basically, the producers will send a breakdown to a casting director, and that's the difference between casting directors. The casting directors work for the producers, and uh, the casting director can either... They're, they're just supposed to find talent for what the producer wants on that specific show, and they'll send out a breakdown or call you in directly, which is good to know casting directors, um, to agents or managers that have the breakdowns. So it's really hard to kind of get certain parts, you know, um, without these breakdowns or being invited, which is always a catch-22 because sometimes, this is the thing that people talk about all the time, it's like, 
uh, an agent wants to see you have so many credits, you know, film and television, and you can't get these credits unless you know you get in the door. You need a reel yeah. to get on a, a to get a gig. Right. But it is it is reel. all po possible. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's why you know you do need the reel. You do need actors access account. You do need to keep talking to agents and casting directors, and somehow it all just kind of works together. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you do have an agent that gets the breakdowns, that will be like, hey, I'm gonna bring you into the door, and yeah. yeah. So that's, but what were you saying? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, that's where the gatekeeper aspect comes through. And the, the managers, they do get the breakdowns uh, a lot of the time. The thing is with agents is that agents are franchised by SAG-AFTRA, um, and that is what allows them to get the breakdowns. Managers are not. So that's where I find it really strange that there's an exception to the rule. That, that is weird. That, that I managers didn't know that. can get. Well, they the have to. They have to pass some sort of something. So or other, yeah, right? you, there are uh, associations. Like there's the Talent Managers mm -hmm. Association. There's the uh, I think it's called like the American Association of Personal Managers, something like that. Um, and uh, if you're a member of these things, that can help you to like get those breakdowns. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you violate your franchise, that could be a reason for breakdowns to say, you violated your franchise and we're going to take them away from you. And they can't say that to a manager because they aren't franchised, but they still have permission to get them. So that's why I'm confused and I see like this, this muddling of the two of them because it's like, well, why does one person need to like fulfill this certain set of criteria and the other one doesn't? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, I don't know why. Does it have that to is. do because managers are technically supposed to have less clients and? and I work? just have no idea. It just seems like a double standard to me. That's yeah. all. Mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> strike! 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting five percent. Right. No, it's terrible. So we we're <laughs> also talking about ways to meet uh, agents, managers, and Elon. You were talking about this. The, yeah, about the ways to meet. All the um, no, but also the um, pay-to-play things. Yeah, you know, which is it gets all muddled up when you're trying to find an agent, a manager, a casting director. And not that they're good or bad, but it's your own personal opinion. It's I feel like it's where you're at in your career if you right. need them or not. But basically, there's all these things that you can sign up for, and they're not auditions, but you pay to actually meet casting directors, agents, and, right. and, um, and managers. And y'all couldn't see this. She was making finger quotes when she said <laughs> audition right. for them. You don't audition for them. Yeah, you're in a class with them, mm -hmm. finger quotes. I've yeah. definitely, like, not auditioned for them, but then they've been like, that was horrible. Why would you come in without being prepared? I'm like, well, it's not an audition, okay? I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm, I'm seeing how little I can do and get by. <laughs> well, I, I do think that the pay-to-play and just simply figuring out a way to get in front of these casting directors is so important because the agent can or manager can send your name into that submission, and if that casting director does not know you, has never seen you before, are they really going to take a chance? And bringing you so in. So then like, the most effective way for pay to play is to go to casting directors. That's how, or, I mean, that's what I, that's my, right. you know, frame this of is where so, that this was a business, question. This is where this business has no rules because it go, we could talk about this forever. And I think it's good to talk about it, but I mean, there is no rules to this business because I feel like it's good to meet them if they like your personality, if they like you. But then also I've met a gazillion of them, especially when I was like in my earlier days and I was so insecure and so nervous mm -hmm. that I feel like I've probably... Uh, you know, gone on so many people you against me. You didn't put your best foot forward. No, right, no, exactly. no. <laughs> well, gone are the days where you're discovered at the drugstore or <laughs> <laughs> on the fan cam. How'd you like 
like to see a name in lights. What was it? What was uh? What was her? Sham Anderson. No, no, that. But also um, the one. She's dead now. She's dead. Yeah, that's how she got. She was discovered. Pam Anderson's dead. No, 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 no. The Nutra, the Nutra girl, the blonde, uh, Playboy. Um. Oh, oh, Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole. So she was like supposedly working at a fast food place, and someone's like, "You have to blah blah blah. You have to go to the mansion now." I'll take that double cheese, please. Ashton Kutcher was was discovered by a, a talent or a modeling agent in, a, in an airport. That's what it's like, like to be really, really good looking. I always yeah, feel right? like the, the thing is the people that are quote unquote discovered are fucking hot people. They're oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. straight up hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So the rest of us have to do things. <laughs> we're, like, we're very beautiful. I, I would like to say yes. I'm like Everyone nine. sitting at this table is, looks fantastic. When I exfoliate, I'm like a nine. But it's true. <laughs> we, how, how else do you really get your foot in the door and, and how do you meet people? You, right. It's not like we're all just going to be going to some you know, after work mixer together and sure. we're all just going to sit and, and drink bubbles and, and meet each other. That's not how this works. It's like an unfortunate thing that it's they exist because they're effective. They work, They right? really do. And they make money for the people. That's they another do. thing. That's I, a thing. Like, casting directors, managers, and agents, I'll go to them, um, they do get a check. So it's like, they love. They always say, "We love actors. We want to meet actors. We want. We come to these things to meet you." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you're also going home with an extra hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred, just yeah, to for sit a half through. an hour." That's yeah, the issue. Sit through. That's one of the issues. Is that are they going to these simply to make that paycheck? I would. Um, I t- I totally would. I'm I like, did. I, I did. Unfortunately, you did. I went to. I did. I, I yeah. I did a few of them. And here's the thing: is that I mentioned earlier. I have a hard time bringing people in that I had not worked with, I didn't know their work ethic, they might be really talented, I don't know their personality. Right. That was, I had a hang up with that. And somebody from this studio, which will remain nameless, said, hey, you need to call people in or we're not gonna invite you back. I'm like, that's a thing, you know? It's like, oh, now I'm like, have, but then I like, I called in this person and I like this person, but then I was like, what do I do with this yeah. person? You know what I mean? Um, I was like, did I just call them in so that I can keep going back and getting like $150 yeah. for sitting there for half an hour? And it was like so fast. Like you had no time to like give meaningful criticism or yep. direction for somebody's little audition piece yep. or to talk to them and get a sense of who they are. They would just come in and smile and you'd feel their, this burst of energy mm-hmm. when they come into the room, whether it be nervous or excited or like real grounded and awesome. But like... It, 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 so there's that problem that goes along with it too that is not a class that is not a workshop that is you paying to get in front of somebody and that person and that's somebody being blackmailed in order to keep coming back does the actor even know that they're in this situation where you just called them in because the pay to play place was like hey you need to call in to be fair this person was talented and they you know like was somebody I was like okay I could see this working out but then it just like was like it didn't. So you know? what? Yeah. So what happens when you call somebody and what's the follow up that the actor should do in order to keep whatever connection? Gee, I don't know. I mean, like it's you don't want to be too pushy, while right. at the same time you want to be present and stay yeah. on their radar. Yeah, but now I've things had the whole, changed. Make all sure the time. you give a thank you card and and then always let them know what you're involved in. And right. I'm going, hold on, this random casting director, agent, manager, whatever that I met at this this pay-to-play three months ago really doesn't want to come to this basement theater to watch me do something. Oh, they might. You don't know. 
And, and, and that's the thing, is that that's the reason why you still send that card to say, right. hey, come watch me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they show up, they do, but... Uh, like, I would always appreciate, like, a little follow-up from somebody, especially if it was, like, had a nice personal touch to it. You know, like, I'm a big friggin' nerd, so I would show up wearing, like, maybe, like, a Star Wars shirt. If somebody would send me, like, a thank you card with R2-D2 on it, I'm like, ah, bro, that's fun, that's cute. Right. You know, like, you've paid attention and you saw that, like, oh, this person likes Star Wars. Here's a, like, you know, mm -hmm. a beep-boop for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought that that was that was good, and that shows me that person is like they pay attention. Yeah. At least, I asked you know? this weird. I asked this question before when I was at one of those pay to play things, and I thought it was a very intelligent question. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy, but I feel like he was also just saying it because he was at these this event, and I didn't put it together. So I said, um, if I ever put on a show. And if I paid a casting director or agent to come see me, would that, you know, could I do that? Or would they actually come and watch me? Because, and then he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And it was just, he made me feel very awkward. But then it was probably because he was also getting paid yeah. to be at this thing to come see us. So maybe he thought it was like a, a double interest. Like you shouldn't be maybe. promoting other ways for you to get seen and not come to... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing you whisper to somebody on the side. You don't go. I know. I was like, can I you, pay for hey. you? To <laughs> Yo, let me, uh, let me slip you a 10 or whatever. Because I'm poor. <laughs> Write you a check. I don't know. So I was going to ask, like, well, how much would it be? You know, how much should I pay? And then the, the guy would just, like, shut me down. I you can solve everything with money. I, I know. Mean, right. Sammy's yeah. like, just throw money at it. I mean, they paid you to be here. How much do I have to pay <laughs> yeah. you to come to my thing? <laughs> Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know you want money. Can you just pay for representation? That's what I just Oh, God. The first agent I ever met with tried to do that. Who? There's a oh, lot no. of boys that yeah. tried to do that. He's dead now. Wait. He was oh, I, I, th I feel like I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I no, can't remember. There's a lot of those those places that are like model talent agencies oh, yeah. that, that put out. Yeah. Actually, like that's a good thing. So that's a good thing to talk about yeah, too, because scams, people, scams. especially new people to the city, because I actually was approached to do a modeling, go into one of those talent yeah. modeling agencies, mm -hmm. and luckily was smart enough to go in. They took you know took pictures, talked to me about what they did and everything. And then said, oh, we really like your headshots, but we feel like you need to go with our people. This is how much it costs, and oh, blah, blah, God. blah. And then you have to take these classes from us. And then you have to take us. these classes from us. And exactly. And that's when I went, wait a minute. That's not what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> at <yeah>. all. So. <laughs> well, also, I, sorry, I'm, I have a little chihuahua that's going, it's going oh, crazy right She now. hates actors. Can, can we get her mic'd up? <laughs> She's like, that would be fantastic. Finger. Um, so... Basically, Aww. no, I, I'm so, <laughs> there you go, your dad's calling for you. So anyways, uh, with the with the things, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were talking about people, uh, scams. scams, yeah, exactly. No, so I think when you do get called in for an agent, um, you know, the things you need to look for are just like, Kind of like an office area, not like they're getting, you know, just taking people out of their ha homes. I right. think that's a good thing. Um, also, you know, small or big, that doesn't matter. I just feel like an office area should be good. And then also... Agents have to have an office. Yes. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. to have a physical office because you are licensed under the state as an employment mm -hmm. agency and you have to have an office to get that license. So right. that's definitely, look for an office. Don't look for an apartment building. And anytime Managers can work ask, out of their apartments, mm -hmm. though. Okay. Yeah. I, I wondered about that. And anytime they're asking for money up front. 
Yes, don't, and don't don't, do anytime they're yep. asking for money up front, a lot of them will say, oh, we're, it's just so we can put you in this book, mm-hmm. you know? That's what the dude did. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Put, put you in this book, which, you know, it might not be, it might be $60. It might be something very easy or $100. Just do, don't do, pay it. Do your research, because yeah. a lot of this stuff is flagged online when you read, like, the yeah. comments or the, or the Yelp reviews or any kind of reviews. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is a scam. You know, and mm-hmm. you get a little bit more. You can also even just go info. to um, Drama Book and pick up that that uh, booklet. Well, that large no, you booklet. Can't. That's, well, Not after no. January. Uh, no, 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 but they they're going to be moving. They saved yeah, it. Yeah, but they're moving. They're going to be moving, but then uh, so. Noel Landa, he. He and a bunch of people from Hamilton, didn't they purchase it? Yeah. Are they taking over the old Toys R Us spot in Times Square? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> oh my gosh, Ferris bring it back. Still there? That would be amazing. <laughs> but you we can need to play on there, the Ferris though, right? wheel. It's where yeah. we can put our hopes and dreams. And the thing is, so true. Um, and they just go round, round and round. round. <laughs> <laughs> um, agencies have different like levels, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the top ones are like Paradigm, and that's where they. I don't, I, I don't know. What is it? Like, like William CM. Morris, CAA. Yeah. CAA, Paradigm. Those are the biggest ones. So but usually you're Paradigm's not going to get in them with a, with a good amount of work already behind you. Um, and then there's without. Like, without? What did I say? With. with. Sorry. Without a good amount of work behind you. And then there's uh, smaller agencies. <laughs> I was with you. There's smaller agencies. So so even if, the, <laughs> even if you're like, well, you never give me auditions for this A-list movie with Nicole Kidman, I mean, that's okay if they're at least sending you out for something, you know, even if it's, like, small PSA commercials well, or Well, and, like and that, that doesn't reflect on what they're sending you out for. They yeah. could send you out for everything. They could send you out for those A-list movies. Just the fact that you're not getting called in by the casting director. Yes. Oh, that's a good is, point. Yeah, yes. That's yeah. why when you are with agents, a lot of times they'll be like, what casting directors do you know? Do you have a good re- working relationship with them? You know, they, they do ask those questions. Um, oh, this is what I want to talk about because I feel like I got slammed to the ground. Aging. Aging in the business and when a, an agent is supposed to ask you about your age or casting directors when they're... Because yes. a couple of things have happened. It's illegal to ask actors how old they are. That's why they get in the age range. Everybody keep that in mind. But they cannot ask. There was one time where I was getting interviewed and maybe this is just my own reason of why I didn't get it. I was getting interviewed by an agent. They called me in directly. They wanted me... She talked to me for a good 45 minutes. The very last conversation, she goes, how long have you been in New York? And I said... Boom. Yep. Yeah. And I... Way to figure I, it out. I said, I said a lot longer than what she wanted me to say. And then she looked at my resume as if I should have done more. And so now I feel like I just lie and say that I lived here. I've lived here all my life. So they <laughs> won't know. Oh, snap. I just got is, that, here. is that me? Like, but then they look at where you went to college and they're right. like... Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's just like take off that. But I will tell date. you after that after that conversation, she was like, "Oh, um, well, you know, we'll call you and I'll talk to my other manager or agents and see if they want you." And I never heard from her again. But so, it, but did you reach was, out again after that? Did no, you? but it was such an abrupt. Like she left right after a that. Shift. Yeah, you but, could feel the shift. But She's I mean, like, "Oh, you don't want to answer my question? Fine." I did. I did answer, it and I felt like that was the worst thing oh, I, I did for the interview. But I mean, I feel like it's all subjective too, because there's some people that could care about age or could care less, yeah, right. could That's care what you did very, in your resume. Very true. But anyways, well, a friend of mine told me that the best way to answer, if you are asked your age, which, like you said, Amy, is illegal, but if you are asked, you're supposed to simply give your range. I can play on um, 28 to 35. And that's it. You don't need to tell them your actual age. Some people, because they say for like beer commercials, you have to say you're at least twenty five right. or older. Well, they wouldn't. You shouldn't be submitted even if you're not at Correct. least that age. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, submitting, that is another thing within the casting directors, agents, managers concept. Self-submitting. How do we feel about that? And, you know, actors access and, and casting networks. Uh, I think that you should always be submitting yourself for things that you're right for. You know, you should always be on a hunt for, for, for work, you know. But at the same time, like, I'm getting to the point where I would rather make my own stuff with people I love yeah. and respect and things that I want to do rather than trying to get cast in some student film mm -hmm. or some, you know, especially like in also those indie projects have really dried up since I joined SAG-AFTRA. Um, there's a lot of good, like, non-union oh, stuff Oh, yeah, out I there. worked right. for a long time non-union, and that was paying my bills. Yeah, um, there's, like, especially in the commercial world, like, right. I can't find a commercial agent because I'm a union now, which mm -hmm. is, like, so backwards to right. me. But that's a whole different topic if you want to talk about, yeah. like, advertising and, and that sort of uh, area. But the, uh, yeah, like, uh, the last movie I did where I, I was a lead actor in this film, you can see it on Hulu and iTunes, it's yeah. called Wild Men, check it out, it's Woo! really fucking funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so anyways, uh, that was my last non-union job that I did. And like, I booked it right before I did like, I did Boardwalk Empire. That was when I was a must join. That was fun being a must join and be like, I'm going to make oh, X yeah. amount of money. Of and now I have to spend $3,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that job cost me like, once you get into the unions, you have, to buy, you have to basically pay a certain amount to get into the unions, but then they make you. Yeah. Once you're a must join, you, yeah. you have to spend that money. Yeah. yeah. You get, well, what you about, get what about, about that yeah, FICOR, exactly. the, what is it? FICOR, yeah, yeah, financial core. So you can, uh, as a union member, you can join FICOR, which essentially is, uh, I can do non-union work, but then you sort of, like, give up your sort of, like, union perks. Um, but what, uh, is it, does it still look, is it still look bad? Is it still look well, bad? Well, Because yeah. like, I heard that, like... Uh, Union casting directors don't like that, or it's just like this, no one cares. It's this weird thing. If you go onto the the SAG after website, <laughs> they like list FICOR there, and they very explicitly say that it is like scabbing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so that's basically what they they're like use that terminology too. It's very interesting. But I know a lot of people who are FICOR, and uh, it doesn't for some reason it, it, it didn't seem to matter to them like mm -hmm. uh, with, on their bookability probably just the union I hates just, it <laughs> yeah right. i think it's just the union that doesn't like it um, but can you then actually get an a list film and work for them like I, I guess ever well i mean i feel like if they want you they want you regardless yeah, yeah. and yeah. if you got um, that a list film then you probably be like, all right i'm all not, right, I'm yeah, not FICOR anymore i'll I'm pay done, my dues yeah. yeah there you go yeah. That's what it sort of feels like to me. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. Whether that decreases or increases your odds of getting in the door. Well, it, it'll increase your work ability, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely you do that non-union stuff, yeah. you know. You get those buyouts, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How, how did you like getting, not that you were, but how did you like getting in contact with... Um, when, so when you do meet a casting director and agent, they always say keep in contact with them. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's shifted over the years because it used to be send them a postcard, send them a postcard, and now it's like never contact them, them through email. And now people are like, don't postcard me, contact like do email. Right. So I, that's why I also think sometimes when you meet them, the pay to plays, just always ask that question because just keeping a list of what what their preferences are, yeah. if they like just an email here or sure. another, you know. Like what's the best way to follow up with you, that yeah, type yeah. of situation? Yeah. I mean, everybody's different. Like, I, I, I remember we would talk on the phone all day long, you know what I mean? Like, I, 
everything's changed, you know, and everyone is so busy because there's so many breakdowns. So there's so much work to get to be done that you get inundated and you're just like, oh, I got to do this thing. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And you just feel like you're always, always, always working and you don't have the time to like actually connect with people on mm-hmm. a personal level, which sucks because that's such a personal business. Right. You know what I mean? Like I want to take a second and talk to this person. You know, I don't want to have to be staring at a computer screen for 10 hours a day. And then when I get home, have 40 emails that I need to answer. You know, can I just talk to somebody? Well, you Mm -hmm. said that's the best way for you to even know if you want to send somebody out. Yeah. You know, if you want to work with somebody, you have to speak with them. You can't get that out of email. Yeah, exactly. You're not just a number on a list. You're a human being. Like, that's how I see it. And I hope that other agents and managers see it that way, too. Because, like, at the end of the day, sure, it's a business. You need to make money. But this, these are these are people's well, lives. They, they, you know? they, make it, they make it so, I know when I was getting out of school and stuff, they make um, agents and managers seem so elusive that, oh, I have to say the right thing. I have to do the right thing. There, there's a right way to talk. You know, mm-hmm. like, when you go into the interview, be prepared to answer this question, this question, this right. question. And now, you know, in thinking about it now, like one of the top things that they would teach you was like, oh, well, um, who, who's not, not whose career do you want, but who do you, who's like you on TV or something. And right. you used to have to have like three types or something sure. where it should be like, no one is. It's me. That's why I need to be on there. Right. I mean, I mean, that, that's, it's, it's good to sort of, like I said earlier, like know where you sort of like fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get cast to play a lot of douchebags. I don't think I'm a douchebag, but I play douchebag really well. <laughs> I mean, listen, well, well, no, <laughs> am I? I mean, that's, yeah, but, I leave but, it up to you. So like, I can't make that. Saying, saying that with right. those superlatives as opposed to, uh, you know, I'm like a young, I don't know. Who, who, who would you say you are, young Wawa? Um, I used to get a young Edie Falco. Oh, okay, and, I see that. And uh, then a little Uma Thurman. Oh, hell yeah. That's good. So, so that's good. Yeah. I like that. You know, like they, those are both like strong women. They are can play leads. They can play character roles also. Um, they play like glamorous and gorgeous, but they can also be like down and dirty mm-hmm, and gritty. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. That to give somebody a good sort of idea of what they should send you out for, you okay. know? I think that that, that, that fits. Okay, you know? okay. And knowing that is good. Okay. So you should know that sort of stuff. Now you're not saying, I should have those people's careers. Yeah, right, right. right. Yes, damn it, I should. I might want them. But. <laughs> I also think in general, just when you do get the audition, say everything aligns, you get the audition, and you're excited about it, um, do as much research as you can, not only on what you're going in for, but Google the casting director and what they shoot. Yes. Google because, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Google all yeah. the people that you see on that and, and the, who's calling you in. Because the last thing that you want to, like, say you get a Law & Order audition, you don't want to be like, I've never seen a Law & Order, even though it's been on for over 20 years. Right. Well, it's you like, have to know the theme, like, the tone. Yeah. And course. also, that's another key with the casting director. <laughs> They're calling you in specifically for something that they've been working on for a while. Mm -hmm. So if you don't say the proper name right, they know that you've never watched the show. Which, you know, sometimes people could care less. But some people, it rubs them the wrong way. So it's just kind of to give yourself not only to know the, the sides, the material hardcore as much as you can but kind of take a moment and just like google i mean we got google now google as much as you can about the people you know and also like the thing about 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 booking it if you if you book it great if you don't book it the potential of them calling you in if you had a really good audition they'll call you in for something else like i i went out for this um a tv show uh 
oh gosh, I don't know, a, a while ago for HBO. I didn't book it, but they really liked me. They called me in for a film, um, or actually didn't even, yeah, they called me in to audition for a film, and I booked the film. So I got nice. a film out of an audition that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the and casting director is not responsible for booking you on the show. They have nothing to do. They call you in for the audition. So uh, just being on top of your stuff and and being professional as much and being nice to people. Absolutely. Well, well then the casting director is going to be casting something else and they'll call you in for another and project. And be truthful about your availability. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. big factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but that's, those are things that, you know, just key things because, like, no one likes to be lied to and just to be on top of stuff. And just don't take it personally when you don't get cast. I never get cast for stuff, but I still love everyone. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't take well, it personally it's just, at all. We all have to, I think anybody in this industry has to understand that we're going to be told <laughs> no more times than we're going to be told yes. You just have yeah. to keep at it. Well, that's the thing. And it's funny because you have to tell your family about it. You're like, okay, you have to understand <laughs> that this is like a job interview going on a job interview every day and you're always getting either you know most mainly no's so it's you're going in from um from like a basic job interview every single day to get either a rejection sure. yeah. or it's true i mean there's also the shifting of one's perspective that you don't have to look at it as a no yes. to you right. it's just that they said yes to somebody else yeah and that's basically it they could be like yes for another thing. Yeah. That's, that's a great what, way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. what you were talking about. You got called in for a thing from a casting director and they called you back for another thing. Mm -hmm. That's important. And that aspect. happens a lot. It happens mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Because you go in there to book the room, not to book the project. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you want to make a good impression. Say, listen, I'm here. I did my job. I'm not worried about booking this part. I would love to book this yeah. part. But I'm worried about doing my job, which yeah. is to be on time and to serve the story. And to take out great. like that, you know... Early when you're a beginner actor, like there's so much riding on that audition in that room, and oh, yeah. to take that away, it lets even the people behind the table breathe yeah. because they oh, can yeah. feel oh, yeah. that, right? Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about with the nervous energy people bring into the room. It's like if you just like listen, I'm here. You called my name. Let's do this thing. You know, if you're on, if you're performing on stage, you're a theater actor, and you have to enter for your first entrance on opening night. You're gonna do your job. Sure, you're gonna be excited. You, um, you're gonna be nervous. But you're going to go out and you're going to do your job. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not worried about booking. If you have that kind of energy, that's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Be excited. You should be excited because it's exciting. To, and you get to perform. You yeah, get exactly. To, you get to, to work for however briefly amount of yeah. time it is and show somebody something that's yeah. inside of you. There's yeah. a great clip of Philip Seymour Hoffman asking about that exact same thing. He's like, listen, if somebody booked a room for an audition, for rehearsal, for whatever, that's your stage. That's your place. You get to go and do that. And... You know, if you have that opportunity, soak it up. That's yeah. what you, because that's what you are here to do, you know. I like that. Book the room, yeah, not yeah, the job. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, there any good. other closing things that we should talk about? I'm trying to <laughs> think. Lex, oh, my oh, God. That was my other choice. I just got attacked by a Mexican <laughs> dog. <laughs> that was his comment on on casting directors and agents. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay. So, uh, so I guess the closing, closing things to, mm -hmm. just to throw out there uh best ways to uh find agents and managers uh, and casting directors i guess what's the best way for an actor to go about finding how, how did you find your manager it was a referral it was a referral yeah. okay yeah. i i found mine through working a, with them no <laughs> <laughs> my agent Be being them <laughs> yeah 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 but no my 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 manager i found through a staged reading actually That's, who's your manager 
her, her name's Rosella Olson, mm -hmm. um, and she found me because the guy who wrote and directed this uh, uh, this this stage reading was a client of hers, and she really liked me and yeah. signed me, and I've been with her for Jesus, eleven years oh, now. Oh wow! And uh, she was the one who invite uh, who introduced me to Barbara mm -hmm. because I was looking for an internship in an agency and. I just wanted to get out of working in restaurants and yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and and Barbara liked me enough that she wanted to work with me as a as an actor. So you know that wasn't the purpose of me going to the agency. Yeah, it just was like something that happened. Yeah. That I think nice. I think just in general, just staying as involved in working as much as like um, you know people are like, well, I can't work unless I have an audition or I get a part. That's not true. You can always create your own stuff. Uh, one of the biggest things that I learned is as long as you become your own commodity mm -hmm. and you do good work and you show up, it, it's it's funny how people will just gravitate to you. So mm -hmm. you don't have to do, the pay-to-plays are fine, you don't have to, nothing, you know, but as long as you're constantly involved with something, you know, and also writing to them too, just uh, you can do mass mailing and just say, hey, I'm here doing this, keep a lookout for me. And then social media stuff too, keep your social media on. Yeah, I think that's always. Personally, I'm not a big fan of the mass mailing stuff. I, I like the personal touch. What yeah. about what about the uh, when you go in to meet these uh, agents, managers, casting directors, and they're like, oh, you know, how many how many Instagram followers do you have? Oh yeah, you know, there's that's a, like I, I've, been, I've been asked. Yeah. Like. Well, I I I don't know. That was never me. You mm -hmm. know, I understand that it holds some value, and it could add to sort of like the the bankability of maybe like a small. Uh, film, but for the most part, you want the best actor for the job, right? Exactly. Um, so what what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, truly, I mean, do you think like Eddie Redmayne had a ton of Instagram right. followers when he suddenly blew up? Right. Like, or were they gonna hire the guy that did? You know, mm -hmm. like that would have been a mistake. <laughs> so that's that's the way that I look at it. But it, I know it's important to people. Uh, it's a good way to promote stuff. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. I have trouble keeping up on it. Right. I, I don't have trouble doing things and being there yeah. and performing. I have trouble letting people know because it's like, oh, I should have done that a month ago when I was focusing on trying to just... Yeah. Well, now it's just so... There's so much. There's so much that now people are just like... Yeah, you know, yeah. just click it's a through. mindless thing, and it, and it yeah. does take if you really want to do something with your social media presence, it takes actual effort mm -hmm. or enough money to pay somebody to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just if there's not a door, you'll figure out and create it if you want it enough. That's kind of um, what, one yeah. more uh, websites. Oh yeah, very important. Yeah, right? I mean, or not important. It's it's What's it's it? great to have a website. Um, they you should have a website, right. but at the same time, like. Again, personal preference. Like I, it's it's a good one stop shop. Keep it up to date if you can. You want it to be simple to navigate, nice to look at. Um, I'm terrible at it myself. Like I haven't updated my website in forever. But for me, I usually oh my god, I got attacked by the dog again. Um, so for for me, I usually show people like my IMDb page, or okay. I send them a link to like my actor's access profile yeah. or things like that you know, that are more central to, like, trying to get something okay. that have, like, all my, my reels are all up there. I'll mm -hmm. send them a link to my to my YouTube with my reel on it, you know. So those are the links that I send to people personally. 
because my website personally sucks. <laughs> if I had an awesome website, I would probably send them that. So. Well, uh, when you were working as an agent, did you go out and Google people then? Before bringing them in, things like that? Or? Uh, especially people that were... Uh, that were blind submissions, oh yeah. Because a lot of the time you would get like yeah. resumes that said like, I've done all of these different yeah. things. Um, and you're like, are you serious? Did you actually do these things? And sometimes you're like, oh crap, they did. Like, why doesn't this person have an agent? Mm -hmm. This is weird. So yeah, and then sometimes you Google them and you like go on their IMDB and you see all of the things that they have listed on their resume, the like hard copy. And then next to all of the credits is uncredited, mm, uncredited, yeah. uncredited. I'm like, you were an extra on all of these things. Nothing wrong with extra work. It's great on-set experience, but it's not a booking. It's not a role. You're essentially yeah. there to fill the scene. Um, and uh, we've been called moving furniture before. Exactly. No, that's 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 what it feels like too. You know, yeah. like you're you're a living, breathing set piece. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're when you're an extra. So um, don't try to pull those off as actual parts of a right. thing. Yeah, Unless you get absolutely. like lucky and get bumps, which happens rarely, but does happen yeah. sometimes. I feel like if you're trying to um, just get booked and work, and you can't create your own work, you know, make your own web series, or even just shoot your own scene if you can. There's just so much out there, mm -hmm. you know. Just try and do it. And poke your friends that are doing stuff and say, "Listen, I want to be involved, even yeah. if it's just a table read. Like, let's do it. You know, yeah. like." Keep me in mind when you're doing stuff because I'm around and I love you and I want to work with you and you know see yeah. what happens. Absolutely, you never know. Yeah, be nice to everyone because you never know when you're going to need them. <laughs> 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 well, don't just be nice to them because you need them. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> just be nice to be them because nice. you're I a nice really person. Hate all of you. <laughs> Wow, now I, I don't know. know. Now we know her true. No. <laughs> All right, so Alex, um, if we ever want to get a hold of you, what, what? how can we get a hold of you, just in general? Oh. Five, five, five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, fake street. Um, yeah, you can find me on uh, the Twitter, I guess, at Alexander Stein, mm -hmm. uh, or the Instagram at the Steiner. I am also on Facebook at Alexander Stein, the people's character actor. Oh, you can go yeah. and like me there, too. So those are those are my socials. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Check out Wild Men on uh, Hulu Ooh. and iTunes. Yes. yes. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we, we're making a, a little web series uh, right now that centers around, like, Dungeons and & Dragons and nerd culture and uh, tabletop uh, role-playing games. All right. Things like that. So keep an eye out for that in the future as well. Okay. Nice. And Yelan Gooding? Yelan Gooding. Yelan is spelled funny. It's E-U-L-O-N-E. Yelangooding.com. Instagram is goodzen80. And then I'm also on the Facebook as the Yelan Facebook. Gooding. <laughs> so just add the the back. And, uh, you have to add it to Facebook. It is the Facebook. Right? It is. It used, to, it used to be the Facebook. Yeah. And it still is to yeah. it still is us. It is, it is to me. Us. <laughs> I just yeah. updated my uh, amyliska.com yesterday, so if anyone wants to check that out, you yeah. can. Anything with you, Deanna? Uh, no. Um, I'm doing a film... Uh, workshop or a reading uh, next week and that's that's I mean and yeah. I don't know well hopefully yeah. soon because I actually haven't told the two of you that I've started writing my story oh. and everything oh, that I yes. went through with you guys mm -hmm. uh, last year 
and I want you to play yourselves. So. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so you guys just booked some, a part. You did. We did. Yeah. So it's going to be some more work. We made it. Yeah, exactly. We're making it Can I be in it? Absolutely. Sick. <laughs> Done. Like, the part will be like, where did this person come from? <laughs> <laughs> It'll work. We'll figure I'll, out a way, Alex. I'll be the bad man. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know who you are now. I know exactly who you are. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So You just got to leave. That's how you do it right there. Um, okay. So uh, stay tuned for until our next podcast. If you guys have any questions or anything that you want us to answer, you can always email us at makingitwhilemakingit at gmail.com. But until next time, this is Amy Liska and Deanna Henson, Alexander Stan, and Yulon Gooding saying goodbye. Goodbye. Never been cut this soon. But I can't do it alone. Boy with a headband, Deanna. Jealous. Ready, five, six, seven, eight.